Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified microdosing practitioner, menstrual cycle coach, and feminine embodiment mentor. And I'm on a mission to break taboos around women's bodies, periods, and psychedelics. On this show, we're exploring all things spirituality, sexuality, mysticism, and empowerment. Come along as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today, we're going into a place we haven't explored before. It's one that's dark and shadowy and can be triggering AF. This is a deeply personal episode for me, and I know I say that a lot, but this is also probably the episode that I have been most scared to put out, which I know also means that it's the one that most needs to be heard. Today, we're talking about best friend breakups. We're talking about grief and healing the sister wound. And so if you've experienced any of these things, then this episode is dedicated to you. You know, the older I get, the more friends I lose. And maybe it's because someone moved. For me, I used to move all the time with my TV career. Maybe our beliefs no longer align. That has certainly been the case for me as I've gotten sober. And also, you know, since I'm child-free, as I've gotten older, I've naturally grown apart from people because I don't have kids and they do. But whatever the reason a friendship ends, it can be really painful. And the thing is, it is not talked about nearly as often as the breakups we experience with our lovers, although it can be just as heartbreaking and sometimes even more so. So late last year, my bestie of over 10 years and I broke up. Now, this episode is not to get into the why, because honestly, there are parts of me still trying to figure that out. But I'm going to be honest, the ending of this relationship has been more painful to me than the divorce I had in my 20s and any of the breakups I had before that with any romantic partner. I have spent more than 10 months working through the grief, the shame, the sadness, the anger of this lost friendship, and healing myself through love, through magic mushrooms, and by doing a shitload of shadow work. And like anything in grief, some days are good, some days are really hard, Sometimes I go a whole day and I don't even think about her. And sometimes she's all I think about. And so I really wanted to talk about this today and discuss how we grieve the end of a friendship, why we don't talk about these bestie breakups, and why this silence is often tied to shame and the sister wound. And so if you've ever gone through a friendship breakup, I'd love for you to pause And just ask yourself first, are you ready to listen to this episode and to have this conversation? You know, maybe it's the fact that it's eclipse season, the Aries full moon, you know, just ended and that energy is still here, very present as I'm recording this episode. But I am finally ready to explore this, both for myself and for anyone who is listening who is going through the same thing. But if you're not ready to have this convo, if that wound is too fresh for you, babe, just skip it. You know, it's going to be here for you if you need it whenever you're ready. So when we're kids, 
making friends comes fairly easily for a lot of people. And yeah, I know that there are people out there who have always found it really difficult. But when I look at my nieces, they make a new bestie like every other day. And so I think, okay, friendships as kids look pretty simple. They look pretty easy. They look fun and abundant, right? Like there are a lot of options for friends when you're little. But as an adult, something changes. And a lot of people, myself included, really struggle to find friendships that are lasting and meaningful. I mean, making friends and keeping them as an adult woman in the modern world is fucking tough, right? Like, you're working full time, you're growing a family, maybe you switch jobs, you move across the country, you go through a spiritual awakening, you get sober, you take care of loved ones, you lose loved ones, whatever it is. So keeping an adult friendship alive for any amount of time is a potent and amazing thing. And still, there's a really good chance that at some time in our life, we're going to experience the end of a friendship. And often that brings on a lot of shame. Well, why couldn't I make this work? What did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? This shouldn't be that hard. So on and so on. And there's actually a really beautiful Times Magazine article online that I read about this. And in it, they interviewed a woman named Miriam Kermayer. She's a clinical therapist who specializes in adult and young adult friendships. And Miriam says that when we go through friendship breakups, we often feel like we're the only ones struggling to make things work or we're the only ones struggling with this grief after a friendship ends. And so it makes us feel ashamed and it makes us feel isolated. And she also points out that there's this really common expectation that like not every romantic relationship is going to last forever. And that's not exactly how we feel about friendships, but we need to. We need to expect the same thing of our friendships. Maybe it won't last forever and that's okay. And I also love this point that she makes. It said, quote, the end of a friendship does not mean one or both friends are bad people or bad friends. It simply means the relationship wasn't working. So when our bestie is no longer our bestie, when we suddenly don't have someone to send that hilarious meme to or the TikTok video, you know, there's a shit ton of grief. But our society already feels like grief should only be reserved for the big losses. You know, parents and children. God forbid you want to grieve a pet or, in our case, a lost friendship. And so, again, there's that shame. There's shame when we feel grief. I cannot tell you how many times this year I have been in tears over this lost friendship and thought, fuck, why am I so sad about this? Like, in the grand scheme of things, in this really messed up world out there, this isn't really that big of a deal. But ask anyone who has lost a best friend, and it really is a big deal. And so it's okay that we're struggling. As I tell my clients who are moving through grief, and as I've had to tell myself many, many times, sometimes you just have to sit in the suck. And so I do. I let myself miss being able to go to her for advice. I let myself miss hearing from her. I miss knowing that I could tell her any and everything and also nothing. And I let myself feel the sadness of not having her to call or text on a bad day or a good day. When I have a dream about her, and I always dream about her, I have to physically stop myself from rolling over the next morning and texting her about it. And instead, I have to tell my journal. And that sucks. And again, it is okay that it sucks. 
a lot of times I think it's really easy to look at your ex-friend's current life and compare or feel jealous. And let me tell you, that is the first thing society wants you to do because our culture pits women against women. And what no one even talks about is the sadness of actually seeing your ex-friend succeed and know that in the past, you'd get to hear about it and you'd get to celebrate her and you'd get to love her up and really just lift her up. And so when I feel that way, I just send her love psychically. She's also a psychic, so I trust that she feels it. And when I have a success and she is the first person that I would want to tell, I have learned to celebrate myself or... I call a new friend instead. Because here's what I realized. This friendship breakup for me was necessary. You know, there were parts of it where I was deeply in my shadow, parts where I was severely triggered, and I could not even see it until it was over. There were parts where I could not shine. And so I knew it had to end for a lot of reasons. And one of those was also so that I could call back my energy. And when I did that, I cleared space for new friends. For example, funny enough, literally two weeks after this breakup, I made a friend who immediately I knew was a soul connection from a past life. We were in a training together, which, by the way, was a training my former bestie had told me about. And this new friend lived on the opposite side of the country. But very quickly, we connected outside the training. We met in person. And then, like, meeting her was like coming home. And so reclaiming my energy opened up space for me to find new friendships, to cultivate friendships I had been neglecting, and for me to shine in relationships where I had felt I needed to dim myself, as well as to build new connections with new friends. It also showed me how to be a friend, including how to be a friend to myself. And it showed me where I was not being a good friend. And so looking at the ways in which I was not a good friend showed me my sister wound. And if you don't know what the sister wound is, the sister wound is a deep, often subconscious pattern, program, or wound that is left in women because of our patriarchal and capitalist society. This is why you feel jealous of other women. It's why you feel like you have to compete, why you worry you're going to be judged, why you worry you won't fit in. It's why you find it really hard to open up to a new woman, why you find it hard to be vulnerable around new women. This is you if you have way more male friends than female friends, or if you're the one who says, oh, I'm not really a girl's girl. This pain, this distrust and dis-ease is because our culture pits us against each other and makes us believe that we have to outdo each other in order to shine. You know, over centuries and hundreds of reality TV shows, we have seen this play out. And it played out for me in my friendship with this bestie too, subconsciously. And so maybe it's also playing out in your friendships too. This summer, you know, I taught my cyclical microdosing group course and I included a module on the sister wound and I really grappled with whether I should include it or not. But I knew I was in the midst of healing my own sister wound and that meant that other women needed to heal it too. And so... We dove in, and you cannot imagine how many stories I heard of friendship breakups, of distrusting women, of mistreating other women, of bullying as a teenage girl, of being bullied, stories that had never been spoken and that needed to be spoken about and shared in order to be healed. And I feel like that's really the point here. You know, after we recognize that 
It's okay to grieve the friendship and okay to talk about that. How the fuck do we move forward? And so what I have found is by shining a light on your grief or on the sister wound, by pointing it out, by bringing awareness to it, by bringing awareness to what happened, this is really the first step toward healing anything. Acknowledging our feelings of comparison, seeing the places where you have been in your victimhood or where you have acted in the wrong, looking at how you have treated the women in your life and how you have been treated, and just acknowledging it all, right? Acknowledging it with love and with kindness toward yourself, especially if you have been hurt, and with radical honesty if you are the one who hurt others. And let me tell you, if you were the one who hurt others and you're a different person now, don't put shame on yourself for the way that you acted in the past. Because let me tell you, the number of up levels that I have experienced since my teenage years are too many to count, right? And so we're acknowledging that. And after you acknowledge and you bring awareness to your sister wound or to that friendship and the grief that you experience because it's no longer there, then I invite you to try this next really wonderful step. And that is to write a letter of forgiveness. You know, maybe it's to your friend, maybe it's just to yourself. In the letter, you can discuss what happened You can share how it made you feel. You can really go into as much detail as you want. And remember that this is not something that you're sending to them or that you're showing anybody. So get as nitty gritty as you want to. I've actually written a lot of letters. (laughs) And if you want to take it up a notch, maybe you share it with the moon. A letter written and released by fire or by burying it or by tearing it up can be so healing, and it's actually a perfect ritual for the waning moon as you're releasing, right? And then finally, you know, if the friendship ended in a way that you feel like you need to apologize for, or maybe you just really want closure and you want to talk to that person again, I always recommend that you bleed on it. You you wait. I feel like letting something marinate for a full menstrual cycle really helps you tap into your trust and into your intuition. Um, And so if you do decide to reach out to a person that you um, have broken up with, this friend you've broken up with, also, I just really invite you to do it without attachment because there's a reason that this friendship is no longer alive and trust that even if you don't know what the reason is, one day it will become clear. You know, my friend and I met in our 20s when we were vastly different people. We kept our friendship alive for over a decade through all sorts of life changes and up levels and new versions of ourselves. And then it was done. And like Miriam says in that article, I don't think either one of us are bad people or bad friends. It was simply time. The truth of the matter is I will always love her. I'll probably always think about her when something good happens or something bad happens. She'll still be the top person I want to share a silly dog meme with. And I know I'm going to be working through our relationship in my astral plane for years to come. And I also know with the deep inner knowing that is within my womb, within my intuition, that you know this friendship and its ending, while heartbreaking and sad and shitty, was and is one of my life's biggest lessons meant to help me far, far more than it hurts. So thank you for spending some time with me this week. 
If you have experienced a bestie breakup and you want to talk about it, <laughs> send me a message on Instagram at Leslie Draffin or shoot me an email. Hello at LeslieDraffin.com. You can also share this episode with someone in your life who you think would benefit from it. And also please remember to rate it and review it on your favorite podcast app. Have yourself a wonderful week. And remember, there is no light without darkness, but there is no darkness without light. I'll see you next time, babe.